0: Welcome to AML Conversations, the solution series. This podcast series focuses on practical information about solutions to challenges you face in your financial crime compliance program. These solutions include managed services, technology, advisory, and third-party risk management. You can access this series and other AML Conversations and This Week in AML Podcasts at our website, amlrightsource.com, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Solution Series. I'm joined by Kevin Mee, Director of Financial Crime Compliance Technology for AML Source. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring how tech can be best harnessed for regulations and financial crime. Hi Kevin, welcome to the Solution Series.
1: Thank you for having me, Rachel.
0: We recently attended the European Anti-Financial Crime Summit in Dublin, and I had the pleasure of watching you speak in person during your fireside chat. It became quite clear to me that your speech really resonated with the audience, as it was mentioned in following sessions and later on in conversation at the event's reception. So, naturally, I thought we should get you on a podcast to talk about harnessing technology. But before we do that, Kevin, I wondered if you could give an introduction to our listeners and tell them a little bit about what you do.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Rachel, for passing along that very exciting feedback. Uh, We had a great time at the European Anti Financial Crime Summit in Dublin, hosted by AML Intelligence. It was a great turnout. With a lot of, um, I would say, strong speakers from around the industry. And it really served to help serve as a touch point and drive the um, conversation forward in the financial crime space. Um, so my background is in compliance technology and data analytics, as you alluded to. I w- formerly led the technology work stream for one of the largest ships in history. And these days I work with the largest banks around the world uh, for AML Source, leading its international advisory business. I work on... Key program transformational tasks such as uh, system implementations, tuning and optimization, data mapping, um, enterprise-wide data governance, and uh, strategic oversight and uh, drafting of sustainable strategies for tier one banks um, in both the emerging regulatory markets, as I like to call it, as well as mature regulatory markets such as uh, the UK and the US.
0: Thanks for that, Kevin. Okay, so let's move on to our topic of discussion. Can you give us an overview of compliance technology in the industry at the moment?
1: Absolutely. So the compliance technology landscape as we know it has evolved rapidly over the past 10 to 15 years. There has been in significant focus on the implementation of standards for data quality, data governance, data reconciliation, um, transaction monitoring, threshold tuning, and sanctions match capability testing. An effectively an effectiveness framework that governs uh, the under-monitoring risk of transaction monitoring, sanction screening, and KYC technology. The, that's not to say that all of our clients or all of the industry is within the same point in the spectrum. There are still um, banks that are laying the foundation for effectiveness that are still understanding what is the tuning approach and risk appetite that works best for them. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have banks that are fully comfortable with the foundation that they have created in order to maintain these FCC models, and they're looking forward towards um, artificial intelligence and machine learning.
0: And where do you think the industry is heading?
1: So I think the next 10 to 15 years will focus heavily on efficiency, much like the past 10 to 15 years have focused on an effectiveness framework that manages the under-monitoring risk of our current state FCC systems. What that really means is taking the false positives that are discarded by the model today, uh, the 90, 95 to even 99% false positives that you see in sanctioned systems, TM systems, and KYC systems, and using them in order to learn from them and feed the AI models. The pattern recognition, and machine learning concepts that AI has, the ability to contribute to the current state systems I think cannot be overlooked. Um, and now that's not to say there aren't if issues with AI and machine learning, it's not a cure-all. There's absolutely a need for us as an industry to understand how to operationalize this abstract, fairly new concept and ensure proper human, human oversight and quality control over the results. Um, I, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had by every bank on a case-by-case basis, whether or not you're ready to implement artificial intelligence Uh, into your TM and sanctions and KYC models in order to provide efficiency, or whether you're still in the stage of implementing an effectiveness framework, there needs to be a position on artificial intelligence and some thought about how we're going to provide oversight as a bank, how it is going to be tailored to your risk appetite, because it is not a cure-all solution. In terms of where the industry is headed, we must also mention robotic process automation, which is the less exciting cousin to artificial intelligence. Robotic process automation is the process of identifying rote and repeatable tasks and writing quote-unquote dumb code to reduce human intervention. It's another priority focus of firms like AML Source to intru- introduce organic workflow efficiency gain. What this means for banks is they should take a step back and understand their, from end to end, their process workflows. And where are the bottlenecks? Where are the opportunities where analysts are not providing value, but instead, doing repeatable tasks that add little value and add a lot of time this type of um, efficiency overview is something that banks should be doing on a consistent basis for all their operational workflows but particularly in compliance where they have uh, historically opportunities to gain efficiency in terms of data collection of various media sources in terms of data collection across uh, tm for kyc processes and vice versa
0: What are three main points or key takeaways that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: I think for any bank, no matter where you are on the spectrum of your financial crime compliance technology journey, whether you're implementing an initial effectiveness framework to manage under-monitoring risk, or whether you're on the forefront of artificial intelligence and machine learning and automation and creating efficiency gains that lead the industry, there are a few things that are essential for you to establish. The first is a model risk management framework that manages your under-monitoring risk. What that means is a framework that ensures uh, tuning and optimization, ensures data governance, ensures proper model governance and oversight, and ensures proper sustainability moving forward. The second main thing is data. The story of compliance technology data is the story of enterprise-wide data. And there are a few functions I can count in a bank that rely on the end-to-end transaction, customer... Um, and other data workflows that compliance does. And the number one conversation I've had with my clients in terms of challenges is navigating enterprise-wide data. And the complexities for some of the largest banks in the world are not things that can be resolved on a, in a week, in a, even a project or two. So there needs to be a lot of attention paid to data because that bad data in means bad data out. And there needs to be a foundation, even if you're moving on towards artificial intelligence, um, that the data that feeds it is something that can be accounted for, something that you feel comfortable is being governed. Um, It's also important to note that for an institution as large as a a tier one multinational bank, there isn't, uh, I would say, a requirement to have 100% data quality, because we all know that um, when you're dealing with billions of records a year, uh, if not more, There's, there needs to be a sustainability uh, framework around your data so that there, the data is being managed, so that the data is um, able to withstand some level of issues, whether it be a consistency, validity, completeness, no matter what dimension of data quality we're speaking about. And the final thing I would leave our listeners off with is risk appetite. I think the banks um, themselves and the financial institutions that we as an industry uh, help monitor need to have their own conversations when it comes to risk appetite. There are definitely strides we as an um, an industry can make in terms of creating more prescriptive standards in terms of uh, publishing more literature in order to uh, help guide the industry forward in terms of uh, subjective decisions. But ultimately the risk appetite will always lie with the bank. And it's important for the right people to be in the room in order to discuss um, from, from a financial institution's perspective, what is their risk tolerance, align to their risk profile, support it with quantitative evidence, but ultimately stand behind their risk appetite decisions and shape the conversations themselves.
0: This has been great. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate your time today. And thank you as always to our audience for listening.
1: Thank you, Rachel, for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of AML Conversations, The Solution Series. More episodes will be posted in the coming months. If you find this installment interesting, there is more great content at amlrightsource.com. If we can help you with your financial crime compliance needs, schedule a meeting on our website. Together, we can reimagine compliance.